Always two there are, a master. And an apprentice. One to embody power. And one to crave it. I am the master, Dan. And I'm the apprentice, Jake. And welcome to Master and Apprentice. This is like episode 47. Um, something yeah, like episode that. something or another. Uh, we've been doing it a while. Um, but today we're talking about the rise of Skywalker, obviously. Finally, someone watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm, I wonder who watched it. I mean, we both did. True. I would hope. I mean. Uh, anyway, uh, this is the last the last movie. The last movie. We're done. This the series of us, you know. Having a podcast is over after this. Yeah, we're just, just going to retire. Yeah. No, no. So. We, got, we got some ideas. Uh, but this is the last of the Skywalker movies. I have a lot of notes, so we'll see how long this is. Uh, I only have four pages. <laughs> well, see, my phone doesn't measure pages. It's just one long, giant page. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, those are notes for something else. All right. So let's get in to Rise of Skywalker. First of all, oh yeah, um, I want to address the controversy that people hate this movie. Why? I don't know. I love it. It's my favorite of the. I trilogy. really like this movie. Uh, it's interesting. My favorite movies in each trilogy are the third one. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> I just like. I've had time to. I get it. Well, let's jump into it. We start off with the crawl, of course. And in that crawl, we learn mm-hmm. that Palpatine has survived or is alive. And he sent a message to the galaxy. And you know what? This message was not in the movie, but you know where it was? In Fortnite. What? Yep, that message was in Fortnite. You can hear it in Fortnite. Oh. It's online. You can, like, look at huh. it and shit. It's actually not a bad message. It's just why would you release that in huh. Fortnite of all the games? Well, I guess like, it was still popular. Yeah, but, like, release it, it in Battlefront 2. One of your games. That's true. <laughs> um, but Kylo huh, is in search of Palpatine because he's threatened by his power. And that's pretty much the crawl. Yeah. It's a good crawl. Not the best, but pretty good. Yeah. We start off with Kylo on a planet that is not familiar, but it should be because it's Mustafar. It is Mustafar. Which is something that uh, we didn't know the first time we watched it because it doesn't look like Mustafar. It does not. There's trees, which was weird. There's trees. I mean, the ground is kind of ashy, but um, in the years since Revenge of the Sith, the planet has started to heal itself. And so it's recovering from the darkness. But uh, Kylo on on, uh, Mustafar finds the Wayfinder uh, to Exegol, which was kept by Vader in his castle, even though there wasn't a castle there. So there's only there's only ever two Wayfinders, and they say this in the movie. Yeah, there's only two. There's one at Vader's castle, and there's one on the Death Star. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was this to replace the the Sith holocrons, or are those like two separate things? No, those they're way different. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
I don't know why Palpatine would create ways to find him, though. Maybe because he wanted Rey to find him. I don't know. Well, I mean, I doubt... I don't think he was, like, making ways to find himself because the Wayfinders are Sith Wayfinders. They they exist. He just happened to have one and then just never went to go get it. Well, the knife, the dagger, like, uses the Death Star ruins to show where the Wayfinder is. Oh, that's true. So it has to be Palpatine that did it. Well, that's true. But he probably gave Ochi the, the dagger. Probably. Oh, you remembered his name. Oh, but I remember yeah. a bunch of people's name in this one. Uh, I actually really like this movie, so... I do, too. Um, You'll be surprised. We'll see. But, yeah, there's uh, there's only two Wayfinders. But Kylo, then he goes to Exegol, and he finds mm-hmm. out that Palpatine's basically been manipulating him. Snoke was uh, completely controlled by Palpatine. He's been using the voice of Vader in Kylo's head. And we actually see, like, a yeah. body in a pod. So is Snoke, like, a clone or a creation or something? He had to have been a creation because we find out that Palpatine is a clone, right? Yeah, in the novel, it turns out he was, he's a clone that he transferred his essence to. That's why he's so, like, deteriorated and stuff. Because mm, he probably couldn't transfer everything. Well, he transferred everything, but a clone body uh, isn't technically organic, so it couldn't withstand that amount of force energy. Oh, so he's not a clone of Palpatine. He transferred to a clone? Well, to a clone of Palpatine, yes, but it's it's oh, still not. Oh, he did. Okay, okay. It's not organic okay. like a, a normal body. I got gotcha. you. Okay, yeah. I'm following. That's why he's decomposed. But yeah, he's he, I guess weird. he grew Snoke and stuff like that. So, do you think Snoke had Force powers, or it was just Palpatine the entire time? I don't know. Time? It's hard to say if Snoke had any free will or powers or anything. I would imagine he did, but he was serving Palpatine. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like Palpatine's basically his dad. You know what I mean? Right. It had to be tiring if it was just Palpatine all the time. So he yeah. probably just gave him some free will. Probably. I would imagine so. Um, mm-hmm. Well, Palpatine uh, – well, Kylo threatens to kill Palpatine, and Palpatine's like, oh, I've died before. It doesn't fucking matter. I'll just come back. Um, right. But he's like, I could I could help you out, you know, and this giant fucking fleet emerges from the, the ground, and he calls it the Final Order. A little on the nose. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, a little on the nose, but it, it is the final order that is massive. It is a beautiful shot too of all the like ships, the Star Destroyers coming out of the ground. Looks awesome. Yeah. Which you have to assume that possibly the Empire or the First Order has this many ships or close to it, but not all in one place. And all equipped with the weapons that they do. You yeah. Know? Like, this is a fleet that one, like, one Star Destroyer, one of these Star Destroyers can take down an entire solar system. Yeah. At a time. They're basically smaller Death Stars. I mean. Yeah. They're crazy. Nuts. Well, Palpatine basically tells Kylo, hey, go kill the girl because I know who she is and you're not going to believe this. And then the camera cuts. <laughs> we don't get to find out yet. Yeah. Um, we get Chewie versus Poe and Finn in some hollow chess. And uh, we actually get some good Star Wars comedy here where they're like kind of egging Chewie on and then he leaves and they turn off the hollow table. Um, a lot of the comedy in this movie, it doesn't fall flat. Uh, some of it does, but 
a lot of it's pretty good. I found that most of it's actually pretty funny and fits, especially the three PO stuff. I think is very good. Oh my god, three PO is <laughs> so good in this movie, dude. They really gave him a light. I know. I wish we would have seen more R two, but I understand why we don't. Right. Which I'll bring up later, but uh, we find out the Resistance has a spy in the First Order, um, mm-hmm. and the our team uh, gets the message from some dude who was voiced by Mark Hamill. His name. His name is Bolio. Oh, you remembered. I didn't even write it down. Yeah. I love the character design for him. It's really good. Oh, yeah. I mean, you get to see him again a little later. <laughs> yeah, if we do. <laughs> but, uh, but I do like the character design. It's cool. They get this message, and they start to, like, you know, leave because there's these ties chasing them, and they, like, smash a few. And then we see uh, light seed skipping for the first time, which is basically the, uh, the jumping from Guardians Volume 2. Well, I feel like Lightspeed's skipping. Like, I can understand why it's so dangerous, because if you don't have the perfect path to go through space and not hit anything, yeah, you're going to die. Yeah, I mean, he, so they're basically the just skip, skipping almost, from planet to planet. Yeah. I mean, that first skip, they almost crashed like, into those big giant pyres. Right, right. So I can see why it's dangerous, but at the same time, I was like, why have we never seen this before? Like, why is this a thing now? Well, we did. Like, we saw it in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Right, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Just a different universe. Mm. All right, well, uh, we cut back to the Resistance base where Rey is training, and we see mm. that Leia is actually the one training her. She uses yeah. the, uh, she runs this course, and she uses the blast shield for a little bit, and... Uh, we see Kylo at she the same time. She fixed Anakin's lightsaber. Well, yeah, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> it, it, honestly, it just looks like a piece of tape around the middle. Like, she just taped it together. It, yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know how, like, I'm pretty sure they exploded the crystal, so did she just find a new crystal? Like, um, what the hell? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they reconstructed the crystal. Can you do that? I don't know. Maybe with the know, force. Maybe. But it's fixed. It's working now. Yeah. Um, thank God. Because they wouldn't have been able to film those scenes with Leia with a different lightsaber. <laughs> it's true. Right? Yeah, no way. Because that was those were scenes from Force Awakens that they used for her. Oh. They were cut scenes from Force Awakens, so that's the only saber they had footage of Carrie Fisher holding. Fair enough, fair so enough. So if Ray had a new lightsaber at the beginning of this movie, it'd be like Leia can't take it, you know. That would have been a little bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Kylo is having his moment with Vader's helmet again. Ray has a vision of some bad stuff. Uh, BB-8 gets stuck. It's pretty, pretty standard. Pretty Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do uh, get to Ray when she comes back. She's studying uh, all the Jedi texts that she stole because she didn't take them with permission. She stole them. Uh, she's a thief. Well, good thing she stole them. Well, I mean, yeah, probably a good thing, but she's still a thief. She's still a thief. If I rob a bank and let's say I get a million dollars and I give it to starving children, that's a really good thing, but I'm still committing yeah, but crime. Let, let's say you rob this bank and then the bank explodes because of a crazy man. You know, I mean, you got all their money, so. Yeah, but I'm not giving it back to that bank or the people whose money it is. I'm giving it to someone else. Fair enough, fair enough. Or keeping it for myself, I guess. Oh, but the Falcon, it, it comes back to base. 
and Poe mm-hmm. and Ray. This is the first real interactions we get to see between Poe and Ray. And they got kind of the uh, the Han Leia vibe without the romance, you know, kind of that snarkiness. Yeah. Um, Poe gets mad and he walks off and we see him talk to Amon Calamari and calls him Junior, which that is Admiral Akbar's son. Oh. That's why he's called Junior. I was wondering, I was like, who is this young? Like, okay, that makes so much sense now. Yeah. Okay. Huh, cool. I'm pretty sure he's named after Akbar as well. Pretty sure that's the official character. Right, name, right. So. Um, that would make sense why they call him Junior. Yeah. If he was named after him. But uh, the Resistance, uh, Poe tells the Resistance the message and they tell him that Palpatine is alive. And that he's hiding on Exegol, which is a hidden world of the Sith, which we already have like a Sith planet with Moraban. So I don't know. I guess Moraban is widely known. That's why they didn't use it. But it's just weird. The Sith have all these planets people don't know about. Yeah, I was wondering like what if Exegol had ever been talked about before. If like this is just no. made up for this movie. Yeah, but, uh, we've not okay. heard anything about Exegol until this movie, which they could have okay. used Moraban. But I mean, you know. It is known where Moraban is in the galaxy. Yoda goes there in the Clone Wars. So, I mean, probably not the best place to hide. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, I did have a question about uh, Palpatine. Yeah. Right? If he was using his force across the galaxy to control things and manipulate things, do you think he didn't get caught because Luke cut himself off from the force? Maybe. And like, we don't know. And that's well, why he never sensed I don't know him. because we know he's active like right after Return of the Jedi, like just 10 years later. And Luke hasn't. hasn't yeah, but yet. until he really takes Kylo after Kylo runs away and Luke cuts himself off from the Force, he never really takes action. I guess he doesn't do anything in the First Order. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he was like waiting for his apprentice and he found one. Well, do you not think, the one he wanted, but... Do you think Palpatine was just spying on the galaxy, and when Luke talked about him in episode 8, he just, like, giggled? Like, he was so happy to be mentioned. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, uh, apparently, Maz Kanata has now joined the Resistance, because, I mean, First Order blew up her fucking restaurant. Um, yeah. And it turns out Luke's books have some info on Exegol, and he and Lando... I guess, had done some missions there. Or not on Exegol, but missions <laughs> to get to Exegol. Well, yeah, yeah, to find it. Yeah. Uh, I like how quickly this, I mean, this movie doesn't really waste any time. No, it moves uh, at a very, very fast pace. Uh, it, it, it doesn't feel rushed, but it does feel quick. Like, it yeah. feels like, all right, let's get into this. We don't want to make a three-and-a-half-hour movie. Let's just go. Although, I would have watched a uh, five-hour episode nine <laughs> me, too. me too i mean it's like there's a lot of foreshadowing all oh, through the beginning of this movie for though. sure like just sitting you're like oh yeah that happens oh yeah okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh that's about, yeah, okay <laughs> so but watching the first time it was incredible oh yeah well um we ray decides that she's gonna go uh find the stuff to get to exegol and then mm-hmm. we have a really funny line where Finn and Poe are like, yeah, we're going to come along. And she's like, no, I got to do this alone. And Finn's like, yeah, alone with friends. And they just start to get on the phone. Yeah. That was good. It was good. See, and then comedy. You know, C-3PO goes with them. Yeah, the new translator. 
the Unity Translator. translator. Why not R2? So you're going to talk about that? Talk about what? Why R2 didn't go or like why he's not more popular? Oh, so yeah, that was my question is like why R2 didn't go. But then uh, later when it comes to Leia, he has to be back with Leia. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Okay. So that's why. Gotcha. Which I'll I'll address more about Leia and R2 later. There's an important connection that needs to be brought up. Gotcha. Okay. Um, We see a little bit of Rose, but she's really not in this movie a whole lot, which kind of sucks. I feel like they smalled her roll down because of the backlash, but I really don't mind Rose. I wanted to see more of her. Mm-hmm. I mean, she has a couple sure. of scenes at base, and then she's in the final battle a little bit, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, they just replaced her with someone else. Yeah, even Jana though, didn't have a lot of screen time. That's true. I mean, they, she doesn't well, even come in until over an hour. Like, they kind of took Rose's character... And they spread her between Jana and uh, uh, Zira, uh, Zeta. What is her name? Is her oh, name? Um, fuck, it's in my notes. Zira? Zira, yeah. Yeah, Zira. They kind of spread it between them, so there's like multiple characters for everyone. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird, but I get it, I guess. Well, 3PO and R2 have a moment where 3PO is like, oh, you're my best friend. Uh, in case anything goes bad, uh, I'll miss you and whatever. And I'm like, wow, nothing bad's going to happen to 3PO at all. Yeah, that I was like, that made me emotional when I heard that in the theaters. I was like, oh, what? There's a couple moments in this movie. I'll now bring them up when they happen while I was bowling. Uh, even Jeez. still, I've seen this movie like five times now. Mm-hmm. Um, Leia hugs Ray. And they go off on their on their mission. And as Kylo gets his mask reconstructed by monkeys. Um, you see, in they have Bothans in Star Wars, which have always resembled monkeys. But we've never technically seen a Bothan in canon, so I can't say that that was a Bothan. It may just be a monkey. Okay. I gotcha. I just see monkeys. Yeah, just... Just a monkey. Maybe it was Caesar from Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah, probably. Maybe he just came over to... I don't know. But this movie, uh, so we finally get to see some of the Knights of Ren. Yeah, I was like, oh, we see the Knights of Ren. That's cool. Yeah, we see Whatever. them for like two seconds in Force Awakens, and now I think they're probably in like 20 minutes of this movie. So Yeah. Uh, good on them. Uh, so how do you feel about uh, Allegiant General Pride? Uh, I feel like he is a better Tarkin than Hux. Yes, he's a better. That's a that's a good way to describe it. I never thought about that. Yeah, he's, he's a, a better, better Tarkin, Tarkin than, than Hux. Hux. <laughs> I gotta feel uh, bad about how Hux like was treated in this movie, but it's also kind of funny. Yeah, like I get his character, but like the the way they treated him. It's, like, funny, but at the same time, you're like, oh, man, yeah. he could have been a cool character, but they just didn't let him be. <laughs> well, speaking of Hux and Pride, we get to this, like, boardroom meeting, yeah. you know? Because every bad guy group has to have a boardroom meeting. And of Kylo kind of just singles out Hux. He's like, you're you're making fun of me in your head and some shit. And then he attacks the other officer that's complaining about their affiliation with the Final Order. Very similar to... A New Hope, where Vader chokes the dude who's, like, mocking him. But, uh, 
It's a little bit more than choking, but yeah, I mean it's similar. But it's all, it's obviously After that, we get to uh, Pasana, where the uh, the Falcon lands, and they're having the ceremony, which I didn't write the name of down, but it occurs every 42 mm-hmm. years, which is important is because the, this movie came the out. color festival? Uh, maybe. Maybe that's it. All right, sorry. Go ahead. But uh, the year, forty every 42 years is substantial because this movie came out 42 years after A New Hope. Interesting. Yeah, so it's huh. a little Easter egg. Uh, so that's why great, they uh, there's a great moment where uh, 3PO uh, is giving them information on the festival and they all just turn around and look at him and there's like a big pause and he just looks behind him like they're looking at someone else. I loved that. It's just so, it's so funny. <laughs> um, Ray is actually looking around on the planet though and she's seeing you know this festival and everyone's happy and she's like, oh, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. And she talks to a local girl, and then she has her connection with Kylo again. Kylo plans to turn Rey and actually snatches the necklace through the Force connection. And so he's able to find out where she is. Is the Force that powerful? I mean, we gotta... We gotta take uh, someone's necklace? I mean, this is a Skywalker and a Palpatine, if anyone's powerful enough to do it. Alright, fair enough, fair enough. No spoiler alert for later in the movie. <laughs> um, but you know that's true. The uh, team is getting cornered by a bunch of, well, I guess one trooper. They probably could have taken him out, but uh, they're saved by a masked man who's with a cane. You know, totally. No way we know who that guy is. Yeah, no, I don't know who this was. I was like, oh man, who's that? Whoa, where? Crazy character. Well, he takes him back to his little cruiser thing, and he's like, oh, Leia sent me a message, and I'm going to help you. But the reveal here is great, because they're like, how did you find us? And he pulls off his mask, and it's Lando, and he says, Wookiee, stand out in the crowd, which is really nice. <laughs> that was a that was actually the one where I cried in the movie. Really? Yeah, Lando and, uh, uh, and Chewie hugging. Aw. He is, like, the only Wookiee, so... <laughs> I mean, Wookiees were really, like, tortured and enslaved by the Empire, so it's it's not normal to see a Wookiee around anymore, like it used to be. Yeah. But Lando talks about his old missions with Luke's, with Luke's, with Luke, and he decides not to come back and join the Resistance. He's like, you know what, I'm, like, fucking 80. I'm good. <laughs> I'm old. I don't I'm fucking old, anymore. dude. I was, like, 40 in Return of the Jedi. I can't imagine how old I am now. Right. But uh, they're like, all right, and they leave, and they hijack some speeders, and they get chased by, like, these really cool bike things. They're not speeders because they're actually, like, on the ground. Uh, they're like sand crawlers almost. Yeah, they're like, like motorcycle sand crawlers. Yeah. They're really cool. But, uh, I mean, BB-8 launches some, like, celebratory dust. Uh, Finn throws Finn. this cable, and it was they're a like- very lucky throw is all I'm saying to get caught in his, uh, yeah. his will well. So that's kind of foreshadowing maybe something that shows up later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Ray uh, sees Ochi's ship, and she recognizes it because it's the ship that left her on Jakku, on which Jakku. is interesting. 
So in the old EU, jump. that design is actually mm -hmm. Skywalker's shuttle. It's what? It's Luke Skywalker's shuttle in Legends. Oh. That's why I oh, was like, oh, man. Cool. Oh, man. Raise a Skywalker. It's got to be. That's Luke's ship. Ah, I That's why you. I had that okay. theory for so long and no one could change my mind. <laughs> I was like, no, it's got to be. That's that Luke's ship. So I want to jump back just for a second. All right. So there's one thing that I don't like about this movie. And it's because they flip-flop on it. It's like the the fact that Poe used to be a spice. I know we're going to bring it up later, but he like Finn keeps being like, oh, how do you know how to do this? How do you know how to do that? Whoa, how do you know how to do this, right? Yeah. And that like, it almost feels forced when they do that because they're like trying to set this up so he can have connections so they can do this or that. And then, like, Finn's, like, upset with him at one point for it. And then they're, like, best friends the next scene. And I'm, like, that, that is, the, like, the small thing of this movie that kind of feels forced. And it just feels weird. Well, I didn't see it as, like, Finn seriously being, like, man, you're a piece of shit. I feel like it's him, like, joking around with him, kind of. Well, no, yeah. And, and most of the times. But at one point, he does get mad for him over it. And I'm, like, what? Uh, it doesn't bother me none. I think you're. Okay. Like, okay. I think you're. It's nothing. Maybe I'm just trying to find things to be mad about because I should be mad about non, non. All right, uh, CJ, quit OG trying to hate Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, the team gets thrown from their speeders and they're stuck in the sinking fields. And that's mm -hmm. when Finn says, "I've got something to tell you, Ray," and they all sink. So, that's the end of the movie. They all died. <laughs> they all died. Yeah. Well, we cut back to uh, the. Uh, resistance base and we have a scene with leia and snap wexley and he's given like the bad news and she's like you think you can be a little bit more positive and he's like oh man that's great it's fantastic <laughs> yeah which is a good scene um it is kind of weird seeing these scenes because you can tell they kind of had to construct them around carrie's uh scenes from the force awakens so they don't come off as natural but i mean it's the best right. they, they could have done in that situation uh so we go back to the sinking fields and we find that they've all like fallen into this underground tunnel. Poe is yelling for everybody and 3PO has another great line where he says, you didn't say my name, sir, but I'm all right. <laughs> Might be that my favorite perfect. line in the movie. Like, uh -huh. um, they find Ochi's body. So he's dead. I guess he died here. Who knows if he starved so or was eaten. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Have we ever heard of a hex charm before? I don't think so. No, the, I think it's the first time. The symbol on the front of his car or whatever it was? No. Okay. Let me make sure. Well, they uh, they find the Sith dagger. Um, yeah. And I remember going into this movie because this dagger was in the trailer. A lot of people thought this was the dagger of Mortis that we saw in the Clone Wars arc. Oh. Yeah. Which I that don't know how it got here, but that would have been cool. <laughs> That would have been cool. I know oh. in Colin Trevorrow's script for episode nine, the, the final fight between Rey and Kylo actually takes place on Mortis. So. That would have made so much more sense. Yeah, but. maybe it would have brought in some stuff from that. Hmm. Interesting. Well, 3PO, uh, he reads the inscription. He's like, oh, yeah, I totally understand this. It's great. It's fine. I know where I know where the Wayfinder is. 
but I can't tell you. <laughs> and it turns out he is not programmed to translate the language of the Sith. Which is so weird. I could see it. Like, I mean, the Sith programs are, an evil, are an evil thing, and the uh, Republic banned translation of it, you know? So all the droids were programmed not to. I guess. Although it's kind of funny because the Sith ended up programming 3PO. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> he wasn't a Sith at the time, though, so I mean... I don't know, he was, like, programmed by this little kid. You would think that maybe... That little kid just... knows all the Senate rulings and everything. He's like, I can't put right. the Sith language in there. Well, maybe he just stole that part of the programming from another bot. Maybe, yeah. Uh, well, there's this the uh, snake but... creature in the tunnels. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ray ends up uh, force healing it, which is something we haven't seen yeah. in any other movies. And a lot of people complained about this, that it kind of came out of nowhere. Not really. Which, um, I agree against that just because, I mean, you could easily say it's a technique that was lost to the Jedi, you know? And, uh, she probably read in the books. Yeah, there's a lot of things here. It's like, people can get mad at it because they can say it came out of nowhere, but maybe those people are only people who have ever watched the movies. Because, like, yeah. you know, Force Healing does show up in, like, Legends, EU, and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, it's all over Legends. I mean, right. so KOTOR. It's not canon, but per still, se, it, it's a thing that exists. Yeah. So I guess they were just, yeah. I can see why people were upset about it if you're, like, a basic fan. But any more than that, it doesn't come out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, they get out of these tunnels and they get to Ochi's ship. And then we see the uh, the Knights of Ren are on Pisana. And mm-hmm. uh, Ray senses Kylo. So she, like, takes off walking. Um, Chewie ends up getting captured Whatever. by the Knights of Ren. And then uh, something interesting happened. Finn, all of a sudden, says Ren and walks off the ship. He couldn't More see foreshadowing. Ky- I didn't notice that. He couldn't, he couldn't see Kylo. How the fuck was, would he know Kylo was there? You could say maybe he just assumed that's what she was sensing, but I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, the TIE silencer is speeding towards Ray, and Ray does this cool acrobatic jump and just cuts one of the wings off. And uh, It was really cool. It was, it was good. It was a trailer moment. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, but Finn is yelling about Chewie in the, uh, in the ship. And so Ray tries to pull it down, but then Kylo gets out of his uh, tie, and they start to play tug-of-war with the ship, which is the most Star Wars thing I've ever heard of. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, Ray and Kylo both have to be super fucking powerful. Yeah. Well, this is the point in the movie where I was like, okay, I know exactly who Ray's parents are. (laughs) Really? Yeah, at this moment I was like, okay, I know. Wow, uh, I still hadn't guessed it. She uh, <laughs> She's playing tug-of-war with Kylo, and then all of a sudden she's pushing herself so hard that she uh, uses force lightning and it blows up the ship. And Chewie is presumed Okay, dead. yeah, with the lightning I knew. <laughs> yeah, that's when I was like, okay, she's, uh, she's a Palpatine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Chewie, yeah, Chewie's dead. What are we going to do without Chewbacca? Oh, yeah, they just killed him off so, they killed so him off easily. So unreasonably. 
Although there, there is a, a character that's killed off later in the movie who actually wasn't even killed off in the movie, but it's still canon, and it pisses me off, and we'll get to it. <laughs> Could you imagine killing one of your best friends, or at least someone you were really close to out of anger? Just <laughs> on accident, too? You're trying to save him or, or kill him? Right, and it, or at least thinking you did. That would be heartbreaking. <laughs> God that, damn. That's kind of funny. <laughs> I was trying to save him, officer. I didn't mean to shoot him in the face. Yeah. I was trying to save him. I, like, jumped in front of the bullet, and then it just went right through me. I don't know what happened. Well, no, but you also, you would have been the one to have fired a gun gun in that situation. That's true. I was trying to shoot myself. He stepped behind me. It's crazy. Oh, Lord. All right. Well, uh, Ray starts to blame herself for Chewie's death. And she has a vision, or she tells Finn about a vision she had of herself on the throne, on the Sith throne with Kylo. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because, I mean, the Sith have not been a part of this trilogy until just now, you know? Yeah, so she wouldn't really know anything about the Sith. Well, I guess from reading the book. Well, yeah, from reading, I'm assuming she knows about it. But, like, the Sith, with Palpatine's return, it's just like, oh, the Sith are back, you know? Um, which is just weird because Snoke and Kylo had never had any aspirations of becoming Sith. But they want to use the dark side. I guess the easiest way to use the dark side is to... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just weird. To be fair, Kylo's probably just doing it to get the fleet and to take more power, but still. Right, he doesn't want to be a Sith. He just doesn't... He doesn't care. Yeah. But I can... I guess... Maybe that was just Palpatine showing Rey visions. Yeah. Well, the First Order has, I guess, pretty much towed the Millennium Falcon. They're going to put it in their their lockup. And uh, we find out that Chewie was on a different transport, and he's alive. So that's some good news. Oh, thank God. Thank God. They didn't kill the family dog. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, they decide to head to a a planet where they – well, first of all, I got to – they lost the dagger because Chewie had the dagger. Um, yeah, they have it. Yeah, and so they needed a way to get the translation only existed in three PO's head, and so they're like, "We're gonna crack open his head." So they had to Kojima, where uh, Kojimi, Kojimi, Kojima, Kojimo, something like that. Kojimo, Kojima, whatever. Uh, they uh, they head to that planet because Poe knows some people, and he thinks he can crack three uh, PO's head open. Which sounds awful, but it's really not. Yeah, it really isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. No, it's not bad. Uh, BB-8 powers up Dio, which is a droid left on uh, Ochi's ship. Presumably Ochi's droid. Mm -hmm. Um, That's about it. I mean, Dio doesn't really do a lot. Yeah, but I like I like pretty much every new character they introduced in this movie. They're all just like droids. Even how. Right. Even if they're like like written with little like I like Dio, I like Zori, I like Babu Frick. Like I like them all. Everyone likes Babu Frick. Yeah, true. And Pride. Like there wasn't a movie, there wasn't a character introduced in this movie that I was like, like there was in the last one. I don't know. I really didn't like that uh, Star Destroyer technician who was like third on that. (laughs) Oh yeah, sorry. He was really about him. Uh, but yeah, Jesus besides him, yeah, they're pretty pretty good, pretty good around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they they end up on this planet and they're like 
the Empire is fully taken over. The Empire. The First Order is fully taken over this planet and, like, going door to yeah. door. And they're all in hoodies trying to hide, and it's really weird seeing 3PO in a hoodie. A <laughs> little bit, a little bit. Poor Anthony Daniels, because he had to not only be inside that costume, but inside that giant-ass coat. He's probably sweating his ass off. Probably. Well, what do you uh, mean it was snowing? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that was real snow. Um, we meet a character called Zori, who finds Poe. Uh, Zori is played by mm-hmm. uh, Carrie Russell, very very good actress. Um, but she uh, she reveals that Poe used to run Spice. That was his former job. Uh, oh no, he was a scoundrel. And there's this great <laughs> great scene she was. where uh, Finn's like you used to run Spice, and he's like you used to be a stormtrooper, and he's like you ran Spice, and he's like you were a scavenger. We can do this all day. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I was like, that's, oh yeah, yeah. that's really funny. Um, but, uh, you know, Poe didn't have the best of goodbyes with Zori and they end up getting into a heated fight. Uh, but Ray gets the better of Zori and Zori decides to help them because when someone kicks your ass, don't fuck with them. You're like, <laughs> I like here on Kajimi that the staircases have little ramps for the droids to go up. Yeah, there's a lot of droids around here, man. You gotta... Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this? You gotta accommodate the trick. Plus, I'm pretty sure Bobby Fruit couldn't get up a single step on his own. Oh, you're right. <laughs> it's all because of Babu. Yeah, fuck the droids. It's, Bo- it's because of Babu. Oh my god. Well, they get to the their little compound, and there's like a little canteen in there, because you gotta get your canteen scene in. And we get a cameo. Of course. Uh, the bartender is John Williams, who has scored every single episode of Star Wars. Wait, what? Yeah, it's John Williams is the bartender, that old dude. I pointed no that way. out to you when we watched the movie for the first time. Oh, I wasn't paying attention to you the first time we watched it. Damn, that's mean. But whatever. Okay, and then, yeah. They hook uh, 3PO up to all the things as we meet Babu Frick, who's this little, tiny, like, I I can't describe. He's like the size of a, like Stuart Little, like maybe a little bigger. <laughs> yeah, he's interesting. He's he's got a funny voice, um, but he's he's their their master droid smith, I guess. And uh, he, you know just, who he reminds me of? Who? He reminds me of uh, Gray Matter from Ben Ten. <laughs> just a really smart little dude. Yeah, kind of. But, well, uh, they talk about uh, getting the information, the translation from 3PO, but in order to overwrite it, they would have to wipe his memory. And 3PO decides for the sake of the mission, he will uh, wipe his memory. It's very sad. Yeah. Oh, man. This part made me cry. Yeah. Well, uh, before we get to the conclusion of that, we cut to Zori and Poe on the roof and they're like having their little romantic thing and she gives him uh, or she shows him the captain's medallion she has so she can basically get through any blockade mm-hmm. um, which comes into handy later but they go back down and uh, 3PO says goodbye to all his friends and uh, he is translates the dagger and his eyes like turn red he's like a Sith droid now and uh, he basically tells them uh, the coordinates for for the uh, wayfinder. 
Which it says it's like they say it's on the last the last battle. Yeah, it, that's the, a continuity error. Um, he says that's where the last war ended, which technically is yeah. true because the Galactic Civil War went on for another five years. But they could say that's the point where the rebels started their they, own government and stuff. So okay, so maybe that's like where the yeah the last battle happened, the last big battle, but not that's the end of the, the real turning war. point of the war where yeah. the rebels took control okay. of the war. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 3PO then uh, reawakens uh, mm-hmm. and introduces himself to Bobby Frick. <laughs> uh, Ray senses that Chewie's alive once Kylo Ren's Star Destroyer shows up. And they're all like, oh, yay, Chewie's alive. we got to go rescue him. And as they're leaving, Zori gives Poe the medallion so that they can get off world. Mm-hmm. Which was sweet. Oh. Yeah, so romantic. Um Team gets to the destroyer, and Ray's like, "You know what? Fuck Chewie. I'm gonna go get the dagger." Okay, Which, you know. I mean, they needed it. They do need it, but she didn't know that. Um, Dude, so when they landed on the on the the star destroyer, though, man, these troopers are just doing their job. They're like, "Uh, credentials," and they just get blasted. Like, listen, they're like, what the hell? They're affiliated with an evil group. I guess. If you walked into a Nazi encampment and a Nazi asked you for your credentials, you're saying you're not going to shoot the Nazi? He's a Nazi. I mean... He's just doing his job. The generals are evil, but not all the troopers are evil. They were abducted as children. And been trained in a life of evil. Fine. (laughs) You're like saying like, oh yeah, no, Sith can't come back to the light side. They can't. (laughs) These troopers can't be rebels. Once you fully committed to the Sith, you can't come back to the light. I I guess you're right. Okay. Now let me continue. Yeah. Uh, Ray goes after the dagger, and Poe and Finn rescue Chewie. Um, and there's a big shootout that happens, and Finn, do- Finn Poe, and Chewie end up getting captured. Which is bad news. They're going to be executed. Yeah. Finn Finn gets in a lot of almost execution scenarios. Yeah. Well, Ray, uh, she finds Kylo's quarters and that's where, uh, not only the dagger is, but also all of Chewie's stuff. But then Ray and Kylo's connection starts again and they actually have a lightsaber fight through this force connection, which is really awesome. That's the craziest shit in the world. That's one they can the actually coolest. interact with each other's like places and shit. Yeah, but they can't see it, so it's like they don't know where each other are. It's it's such a it's cool wild. thing to introduce to this trilogy. Which I guess they kind I, of had it before, um, but not to this extent. Right, and what I was thinking is like maybe because this is such a strong force connection between people that were like they've worked on it. Yeah. That's why it's, they're able to connect as well as they are. Because it's different if it's, like, someone you might know and you try to connect to them. Yeah. But this is, like, they have been connected and they it's just getting stronger and stronger. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, Kylo tells Ray, he's like, uh, you're, I wasn't lying. Your parents were nobody, but there's more to it. 
and uh, Ray actually mm-hmm. sees what her parents looked like. They see her giving, or see them giving her up, and uh, eventually through the fight, Vader's mask falls off the pedestal, and through the Force connection, Kylo Ren sees it and knows where Ray is. She's in my quarters. Also, he tells he tells the stormtrooper that's standing around, how long was that trooper standing there? Watching him fight Watching nothing. him fight no one. Yeah, like, oh, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> he's like, he's fucking lost it. Or maybe that stormtrooper was force-sensitive like Luke and he oh, yeah. see the fight. For sure. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, that stormtrooper was actually a fallen Jedi, and so he... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Makes well, sense uh, to me. Right as, right as Finpo and Chewie are about to be executed, Huck takes, Hux takes the blaster and kills the executioners and reveals that Hux is the spy, which I think we all saw coming. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. Oh, no way. Hux? Yeah. This little bitch baby? Well, he helps him get out, and then he's like, you gotta shoot me in the arm, and so Finn shoots him in the leg, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh... He's like, well, why are you helping us? And Hux is like, oh, I don't give a shit about you. I just want Kylo Ren to fail. And they're like, all right, fair enough. And they leave. He's understandably scorned. I yeah. get it. Well, he's like a jealous little, like a, he's like Judas or Brutus or any famous betrayer in history. Kind of selfish reasons yeah, for true. betraying. Um, That's fair. Ray and Kylo face off on the ship in the uh, docking bay. And we've learned that Rey is a Palpatine. She's the granddaughter of Sheev. What? Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Making Palpatine ever be able to fuck a woman. Well, as it turns out, he he may have fucked a woman, but that's not how Rey came about. Because it was also revealed in the novel that Palpatine's son was a failed clone. Oh. Which I I hate that. Because, like, I'm fine with Palpatine himself being a clone, but it's not really a son if it's just a failed clone. I mean, yeah, it's your DNA, I guess, but. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You saying, are you saying uh, Boba's not a, a son? I mean, it's different. Boba was <laughs> raised by Jango. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's not different. It is. Palpatine didn't raise his son. He just threw him away because he was a failed clone. I guess so. I mean, he's not really a dad. I mean, just because his DNA was used to create him. I don't yeah, know. I just Palpatine. hate the notion that it's like everything, like it has to be a clone. Because Palpatine's a clone, it has to be a clone. It's like, no. Palpatine could have got got down and dirty once or twice in his life. I mean, he's a very famous man. Politician. Yeah. I mean, He's a know, Sith? Who doesn't, want to, who doesn't want to fuck a Sith? He's the Richard Nixon of space. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was going to say Bill Clinton, but I mean, I don't think Palpatine's pulled in that many chicks. But see, I, I think he's more of like the, the Dick Cheney oh. of space. But... Okay, I'm going to move on from that because I can't think of any politicians. <laughs> Trump. Uh, anyway. Oh. I didn't say it. Uh, oh, but, uh, okay, so we're... So yeah, raise Palpatine. Um, yeah. Kylo's like, hey, you should like totally join me, and we can rule the galaxy. And so she jumps out of the the ship and uh, lands on the Falcon, which has escaped and rescued her. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. 
Uh, Hux gives his story to Pride, and Pride's like, that's interesting, and shoots him. He's like, hey, we found the spy. I love, I love how quickly he shoots him. He's such, just like, mm-hmm. such a fitting ending to that character, though. Because he's a weasel. Yeah. It really was. I don't feel bad for him in the slightest, even though he was helping our heroes. Right. But yeah, I, I don't feel bad. <laughs> well, Ray, she's she's vowed revenge on Palpatine for killing her parents. So she's going to destroy Palpatine, which is very much not the Jedi way. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, Jedi, Shmedi. You know, whatever. Palpatine uh, oh. starts a connection with Kylo and chastises him. Mm-hmm. It's about it there. Dude, there's a, there's a part here. I, I forget the exact scene, but like, I don't care who you are. But when C-3PO says that Babu Frick was one of his oldest friends, that is fucking hilarious. Dude, I was about to bring that up. He's like, uh, we're getting <laughs> a thing from a, we got a transmission from a Babu Frick. He's like, oh, Babu Frick, he's one of my oldest friends. Yeah, that, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. That, that sent me fucking in a laughing fit. I was like, oh my God, that's so good. <laughs> well, uh. The team heads to the Endor system because the remains mm-hmm. of the Death Star are on one of the moons. Not the moon that the Return of the Jedi battle took place on, but under the moon right. in that system. Um, mm-hmm. The dagger actually shows where in the Death Star that it's located. And we meet... Which is kind of weird. We meet these locals uh, led by Janna. And that's when the whole Bobby Freak thing comes up. And we yeah. Um, they're like, yeah, we can't go right now. The water's really crazy, but we can go in the morning. And Ray's like, that's not, that's too long. Um, so everyone goes to work on the ship and Ray just doesn't. Yeah, she's just an asshole and she's being selfish. Yeah, well. Um, Jana, we find out, was First Order, as was this entire group of people. And so she has kind of a connection with Finn. And Finn seems to be very confident in the will of the Force. Yeah, he believes it's a thing. Well, to be fair, you know, he's, you know, seen Ray lift rocks before, so... <laughs> nah, it's nothing. It's just tricks. <laughs> just tricks. Just, magic just trick. magicians. Well, Ray heads to the Death Star alone, which leads to an argument between Finn and Poe. Um, happens. Uh, Ray climbs yeah. through the Death Star and eventually finds the throne room. And the music that's over it is, is the exact music from Return of the Jedi, which is dope. Cool. Seeing the, the Death Star, like, destroyed, it was surreal. Because it I looks it's cool. just it's as so open cool. as after it was built. <laughs> you know, like, there's, you know, there's no walls on the Death Star anyway, so it looks the exact same. Pretty much, so. yeah. Well, she finds the throne room, and then she, like, opens the side room, which apparently was there the whole time. And uh, she finds the Wayfinder, but then she encounters a dark side version of herself, kind of like when Luke was in the cave in, on Empire when he saw Vader. Yeah. This was a better Luke's cave than uh, Last Jedi was. Oh, for sure. Because she actually had some opposition. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I mean, it's her with the double-sided lightsaber. She's got, like, vampire teeth. and It's real weird. Yeah. But Ray stumbles out of the uh, the side room and drops the Wayfinder like a fucking idiot. And <laughs> Kylo is there and he picks it up and he's like, yeah, um, I'm not going to let you take this. And he destroys the Wayfinder. The only way you're getting to Palpatine. 
with me. As if I take you. Well, then we get our the our lightsaber battle for the movie, which is Kylo versus Rey on uh, this moon of Endor, which I can't remember the name of. Um, I think they just called it a moon of Endor. <laughs> no, they had a name for it. It's like one one line is in it. It's oh okay yeah okay. But uh, you know they're fighting and whatever, and it's a really good lightsaber fight. There's a good shot where like Kylo comes out of the water and like flips the saber backwards. It's really cool. Um, it's a very well choreographed. I love this whole yeah. fight. But right as Kylo and Rey are like getting in the heat of the fight, uh, Leia senses what's happening, and uh, Maz is like, "Oh, she's she knows what it, she has to do, and it's gonna take all everything she has." And so she reaches out mm-hmm. to Ben, not Kylo, to Ben, and it takes everything out of her, and Leia Leia falls dead in her bed. Damn. The, that was number two where I, I started crying. Yeah. And then that, uh, that, that made me. Right as it happens, Ray actually stabs Kylo, and she senses Leia's death. And what a weird turn of events there. Yeah, <laughs> it was really weird. It's, it's cool. Oh, I just stabbed her son. Oh my God, Leia's dead. Um, but it, this was the reason R two had to stay with Leia. Um. R2, as Leia dies, that means R2 is both at Leia's birth and her death. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. I never thought about that. That, huh. Cool. R2 saw Leia being born, she saw Leia die. I mean, like, fuck Luke, but... <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you know, screw Luke, but, you know, Leia. I gotta be there for Leia. R2's been there Interesting. very important with Leia. He's got a very important relationship with Leia. That's true. But, uh, you know, Ray's like, oh, shit, I probably shouldn't have stabbed her son because she's dead now, so that's pretty bad. So he, uh, he heals, she heals Kylo, and uh, yeah. Ray leaves the planet in the, uh, the silencer. Which is a cool ship. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that. Well, the Resistance start to mourn Leia right as the Falcon comes back. And this is the moment of the movie where I didn't just cry, but I was like emotionally uh, drained. It's when Chewie this, finds out that Leia died. That got me. And he he like collapses and screams. Dude, he didn't even like he cared about Han Solo dying, but. This is crazy. Well, it's because at this like, point, Chewie's lost pretty much all of his old friends. Ah, oh, man. Really Yoda, Han, Leia, Luke. The only person he's got left is Lando. But see, Chewie losing him is the same feeling I got from, like, Rocket when he lost everyone. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's that same energy when, like, you see an animal and a person at the same <laughs> time lose everything. You're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. But no, that's that was the biggest, uh, that was the most emotion the movie evoked out of me. Yeah. Uh, for sure. But Kylo, you know, he's he's got back to his feet and he's kind of pondering what the fuck just happened. And then he sees Han. And the scene kind of mirrors the scene in Force Awakens. Um. Kylo says, I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have strength to do it and everything. 
And yeah. uh, eventually the turning point is when Kylo says – calls Han dad and then Han just says, I know. And he just turns around and he chucks his lightsaber. So do you think that was a memory? Do you think it was a force vision? I don't necessarily think it was a memory, but it was just him. Maybe it was, I don't know. It's hard to say. It wasn't like a force thing. I think it was just him seeing his dad. Like, okay. You know, but that, that turns him to the light. The same thing that drove him farther into the dark, brought him back to the light. Hmm. Interesting. Which is interesting. Um, well, we cut back to the uh, first order. And we find out that Pride has been working with Palpatine for a while, and he actually served him in the Empire. That wasn't like when I heard that. I was like, I had it written down. Like, was he always a general, or was he just a Sith sympathizer? He may have just been like, like lower ranking. He was one of the only people to survive, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Palpatine's like, uh, well, because we know gonna... people like. Um. Like we see in the Mandalorian, um, quite a few people survive. So maybe Pride was just kind of like one of these people, maybe like as a general yeah. or a, a low-ranking officer who survived. Probably. Well, Palpatine's talking to him, and he's like, "So uh, we're gonna blow up that planet, yeah?" And he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna blow up that planet." So they blow up Kojima. Yep, Kojima's gone with a star destroyer that has Death Star powers. <laughs> yep, it's it's got a it's. More miniaturized Death Star tech. Well, we uh, we go to the Resistance base, and after this destruction, and it is um, Mary from Lord of the Rings that uh, realizes that every weapon has a Death Star laser. That is him. It I is. thought that was yep. him. That's Dom Monaghan. Man, it's, it's Mary. It was bugging me. I was like, <laughs> is that is that Mary? It totally was. Oh, okay. That's kind of funny because if you think about it, R2 and C3PO were really the Merry and Pippin of Star Wars. True. Um, But uh, it turns out Poe has been named acting general in the absence of Leia. And he goes to mourn Leia because he doesn't know what he's doing. And that's when Lando comes back and he decides to join the fight. And he tells him, listen, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. George Lucas surely didn't know what the fuck we were doing. So, I mean, you know. Figure it out. <laughs> it's interesting. Um, he, so he goes and finds Finn, and they have a really funny moment where he's like, uh, he's like, I need you to be my second in command or whatever, and pose. And Finn's in the middle of stalking, and he just goes, thank you. And they go, general, general. <laughs> that, was, that was great. I was like, nice. <laughs> that's exactly what me and you would do. Oh, of course. <laughs> general, general. <laughs> Well, Ray, it turns out Ray has fled to Octu to hide, just like Luke did, um, because she's scared. Octu? Octo, Octu, whatever. I can't pronounce it. Oct- Octu. Okay, I, I don't know what it's called, so I was like, okay. But she goes back there, and mm-hmm. she starts to burn the silencer, and she's about to throw. This motherfucker is about to throw Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber into a burning tide. What the fuck is wrong with you? Luckily. Sure, he destroyed it once. Yeah. Luckily, Luke Skywalker's Force Ghost arrives and catches the lightsaber, and he's like, oh, the Jedi's weapon deserves more respect, which is a good nod yeah. from the last movie. And uh, he basically admits he was wrong for, for doing what he did and exiling himself. 
Which is exactly why knew. the people who complain about that aspect of The Last Jedi, I'm like, that's the whole point. Luke is wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. But whatever. Um, and Luke even knows she's a Palpatine. Now, we don't know when he found that out, if he knew that while he was still alive, or if that's something he learned after. But what we right. do know is that Leia knew that she was a Palpatine. That's crazy. Yeah. she still trained her. And that's when Luke says, you know what? I got a gift for you. And he gives Rey a lightsaber, which belonged to Leia. And we have a flashback and we actually see Luke had trained Leia as a Jedi. There's so much in this movie, man. <laughs> so for everyone who's like, oh, how did she pull herself back to the ship? And last Jedi, she was fucking, she's a Jedi. Dumbass. That's why. Yeah, look, right here. It's been explained. There. It didn't have to be, but now it is. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I always figured that Luke trained Leia, um, but it was nice to see it. Um, yeah, it, it was nice to see it. So uh, she's like, he tells Ray, you know, you got to go and face Palpatine. And she's like, well, I kind of just burned the only ship here. And then he pulls the X-Wing out of the water, just like Yoda did in Empire. And uh, she takes off. Which, you know, you'd think it'd be like waterlogged or something like that. But I guess Star Wars no, you have the windows shit up. works different. Oh, right. It's airtight. Yeah. forgot about that. Okay. <laughs> well, we cut back to the base and our, our 3PO introduces himself to R2. And R2's like, the fuck are you talking about? We're best friends. <laughs> well, that's a, that's I assume that's word for word because we can't really understand R2. But, uh... 3PO right. says, well, I would have remembered a best friend. And R2's like, I'm going to shove this thing in your head. And he's like, you're not going to do that. And it just cuts to him getting the thing shoved in his head. And uh, <laughs> he gets most of his memories back up until Ray goes on the mission. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. I mean, not all of them, but, you know, we didn't really lose 3PO. Um, yeah, we forgot about Babu Frick, which is the most important, but, you know, his oldest friend. His oldest friend. <laughs> Um, anyway, Ray is headed to Exegol, but she's actually using Luke's uh, X-Wing to send the message to the Resistance to give them the path. And so they make up their plan. We see Neen Nub is still in the fight, although I'm going to freak out here in a minute or two. Um, and they head to Exegol, right? Mm-hmm. Although Lando is flying the Falcon in a different direction. Where could Lando be going? Well, we already know. Probably to Cloud City. I don't think so, but... <laughs> For the Resistance, they uh, they make it to Exegol right after Ray lands on Exegol. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're all like, okay, let's do our thing and whatever. And Finn actually senses the ship where the nav signal is coming from. How did he do that? Yeah. I wonder. I uh, wonder how he did that. I uh, wonder. Well, their ground team lands on the, the hull of a Star Destroyer, and they're riding these horses. It's badass. Okay, yeah. People were complaining about this, too, and I hate it. One it makes perfect of, sense. Was it CJ who complained with us? Yeah. No, dude. Laser bows, although unnecessary, are super cool, and I don't want to hear another thing about it. <laughs> well, they even they explain, too, like why the horses make so much sense within the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because when they land, they're like, jam their speeders. And they're like, they're not using speeders. Can't jam horses. 
Well, you can shoot them, but you can't jam horses. <laughs> I guess you could jam the horses, but you'd have to be in close proximity. Um, yeah. And that's a, that's a dangerous um, Oh, God. But Ray arrives in this big throne room on Exegol, and she sees a bunch of Sith worshippers just watching her enchanting, which is... So, uh, these are like Sith supporters or sympathizers? or what, what I are think these? they're people that follow the religion of the Sith, but aren't actually Force-sensitive. Okay, okay. So, that they're kind of like so they'd be like, uh, like Sith, just warriors, basically. Yeah. Just, or something like that. Okay. Something like that. Acolyte. Acolytes. Yeah, acolytes, there you go. Um, well, Ray comes face to face with Palpatine, and she's like, mm-hmm. ah, "I never wanted to kill you. I wanted you to take my place because you're you got my blood, and I'm proud of my granddaughter, and whatever." <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, and you're uh, not a pussy like your father was. Yeah, your fucking father was a piece of shit. Didn't even have the force. What a bitch. Um, <laughs> the nav signal goes down. Uh, they take it down. And uh, Palpatine opens the top hatch and we get a sky view of the battle because the hero in the climax has to be able to see the big battle that's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's at this point I want to point out that because of this movie, uh, whether you love this movie, whether you hate this movie, this movie did something great and that's it made Revan canon because one of these Sith legions is named the Revan Legion. Yeah. Also Pretty another cool. legion is named the Tenebris Legion which Tenebris trained Plagueis, who trained Palpatine. So Tenebris actually was so evil and so twisted and manipulated, he had red lightning. What? Yeah. Mm, That's pretty cool. He's also the same race as the Jizz Whalers. (laughs) Wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) What? Well, I guess that's no. not canon anymore. We just know Tenebris exists now, but in old canon, he was he was one of them. He, well, he wasn't one of them, but he was the same race. Right. <laughs> no, he is a Jizzwailer. He is. He is. He's one of the Jizzwailers. <laughs> oh, my God. He gets off stage and starts electrifying. Okay. <laughs> oh. Uh, but Ray's having her face off with, with Palpatine, and he's like, you got to kill me and take my place in all the galaxy. It's the only way to save your friends. You know, doing the whole spiel. And um, mm. that's when Ben arrives on Exegol. Uh, Finn and, and Janna. see the Knights of Ren, and they just work for Palpatine. Yeah. Uh, Finn and Janna stay behind to take down the whole ship. They're like, yeah, the signal's down, but let's fucking take out the whole ship while we're up here. And that's when... Right, they don't want the signal going to another ship. Yeah. That's when Ben encounters the Knights of Ren, and he's like, well, fuck. I don't have a saber. But luckily, he connects with Rey through the Force, and she, in one of the cooler moments of the movie, hands the saber off through the connection, and Ben fucking takes out all the Knights of Ren. Slaughters them. Yeah. Like they were younglings in the Jedi Temple. (laughs) Just like that, yes. Like they were the native Tusken Raiders of Tatooine. Oh my god. Just like his grandfather. Look at him. <laughs> He's just like him. Uh, ben then arrives in the throne room to help Ray, and Palpatine's like, "All right, well, you know what I can do? I can just steal your life force." And so he starts to do that. And I don't want to say like so how- his body, but it makes him look 
better. Yeah. So compared to past Sith, how strong do you think Palpatine was after he stole the power from Rey and Kylo? See, I because that body still can't contain all that force energy, it'll eventually start deteriorating again. Right. Um, I think this isn't Palpatine. I guess for the moment it's him at his strongest, but at his strongest would have been when he was in his permanent body. Okay. But I'm going to say he's, he's definitely the most evil Sith. You think he's the most evil? Oh, for sure. No. Yeah, he's the most evil. But if I had to go based off the most powerful... Well, in canon, I would definitely say it's Palpatine. In canon. Okay. Because we don't know enough about Revan or Bane in canon. Well, we've heard of Bane in canon. Well, yeah, we've heard about uh, him. We know what he he did, but we don't... All we know about him is that he created the Wolf 2. Oh, okay. So we don't know any of his... His story isn't written. Yeah. So... Okay. If we're talking outside of canon, I would say it's between Bane and Vitiate. Probably the most powerful. Let's say Bane's powerful. Nah, uh, yeah, he's pretty powerful. He's pretty powerful. <laughs> you haven't read the second book. Is it Revan? Um, but yeah, Palpatine is pretty powerful okay, yeah. once he steals that life force. Yeah. Okay. Um, we go back to the sky battle, and Snap Wexley is blown up for Snap. Um, but you know what? Poor At least Snap got his death in a fucking movie because another person that dies in this battle that's revealed in the novel is Nub. Nub dies in this battle. He just dies. I thought Akbar's death was bad because they didn't give him a fitting send-off. This is bullshit. You couldn't even give Nub a fucking scene in the movie where he died. You killed him in the book. That's fucking disrespectful. It's disrespectful. I'm so mad about it. Like... Fuck the Rise of Skywalker novel. That's all I got to say. Uh, the movie's good, but fuck the novel. Uh, the lightning strike was really cool, but it didn't have the same effect. I'm not there yet. As, as in the movies. We're not there yet. Dude, it's the next part. No, it's not. I got like three more notes before okay. that. All right. Okay, okay, fine. No, I got like ten more notes. What the fuck are you? You're not taking enough notes. What? Yeah. <laughs> How much do you have to say between then? Well, this is where. Right, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, this is where Poe's kind of like seeing they're getting decimated, and he's like, "Oh no, uh-huh. we're I don't know that we can do this, guys." And then Lando shows up, and he's got all these fucking ships with him. And among those ships, oh, we yeah. see That's the right. Ghost from Star Wars Rebels and the Razor Crest from the Mandalorian. Is it actually these ships, or it could be those ships? It could be a ship of the same model. We don't know. Okay. Okay. But I like to think that that's. That's uh, fucking uh, Jason Sandula on the ghost, which is Kanan and Hera's son. And I like to think mm-hmm. that it's uh, Baby Yoda flying the uh, the Razor Crest. Baby Yoda, okay. But he's, a, he's an adult Yoda now. Uh, Baby Yoda, or I guess that's all it could be. I mean, I guess it could Mando be Mando would be like just be fucking, fucking sixty. <laughs> but that's what I like to imagine. Uh, we see Zora okay. and Babu. Are there? Yep. Which we can actually thank the return of Babu to Steve, Steven Spielberg, because uh, Babu Frick did not come back in the movie at all. It was, he actually died on a, on the planet when it was blown up. But when oh. when uh, 
when J.J. Abrams showed Steven Spielberg an early screening of the movie, he's like, you should bring Bobby back. Like, what happened to him? And so he, he brought Bobby back. <laughs> what happened to Bobby, man? I really like that yeah, Bobby so character. Steven Spielberg okay, saved Bobby Frick. Too bad he couldn't save Nino. <laughs> Uh, well, to be fair, he didn't know Nina died. Yeah. Um, but back in the throne room, Palpatine's like, you know, your your grandfather was an asshole and he threw me down a giant hole. So I'm going to throw you down a giant hole. And he throws Ben down a giant hole. Uh-huh. And then now Palpatine does what I like to call the atomic lightning. Uh-huh. Just shoots this like atomic bomb of lightning into the air and. All the ships start to shut down and shit. It's pretty impressive. And that's when Rey would just closes her eyes and she's trying to connect with the Jedi's of the past. And this is the next point in the movie where I started crying. Because <laughs> we hear crying. We hear so many of uh, past Jedi's. We do. Speaking it, it, of Rey, this we is hear, incredible. We hear Anakin. We hear Obi Wan, Mace Windu, Ayla Sakura. Um, Kanan, Ahsoka, Yoda. I mean, we hear them all. Yeah, we hear everyone. We do. And uh, for everyone who says Anakin wasn't the chosen one, he says he brought balance to the Force in this line, so he is the chosen one. Fuck you. Um, Yeah, he is. A lot of people say he's not anymore because of the new trilogy. I'm like, no, he was. He was the chosen one. Yeah, yeah. See, he brought balance to the Force. It doesn't mean there's not still a fucking the first yeah, order and shit on. that has nothing to do with the the sith but yeah they hear all anyway the one that gets me the most is Kanan, <laughs> obviously because he's my favorite character and yeah i just wasn't expecting an animated character to get that kind of a role in a, in a movie yeah, that was interesting like i don't know i wonder if they were just like scrounging for jedi or if they were just like yeah kanan's a cool character but i think it was more of they wanted to include everything they could to kind of be more connective. Okay. But that also means that uh, Kanan, Mace Windu, uh, you know, all these characters went to the afterlife for the Jedi. That's true. But you know who didn't? Shadi Moody. So, sorry, Conehead, you didn't make it. Um, <laughs> Wait, so that means Ahsoka died as a Jedi? Mm, or at least died like she just went to light side heaven. Light side, light side heaven. Light yeah, side yeah. heaven. Okay. <laughs> well, um, where was I? Oh yeah, the uh, she hears the voices and Ray stands up against Palpatine, and she takes the lightsabers, basically shoots his lightning back at him, and he, I mean, you know, he should have turned down the volume on his lightning because last time he electrocuted himself, <laughs> he just deformed himself. This time he murdered himself. So. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is there's a better Mace Windu all over again. <laughs> He's in a clone body and it's deteriorating already, so it's pretty but, impressive. Yeah, but Palpatine is destroyed finally. The command ship is brought down by Finn and Gianna, and Lando and Chewie rescue them. Sadly though, Ray used all her energy and power and she dies. Oh, in the movie. And Finn, even this is the moment of the movie where I'm like, you know what? I think Finn is force sensitive. Yeah, no way. The second she falls to the ground, we he, he stops walking and he goes, Ray, 
And that, that's, I remember when that happened in the theater, I looked at you and was like, what? Yeah, why did they make him force sensitive? I don't know, but I'm cool with it. Yeah, I'm cool with it too. But like, there was no evidence. Well, he's kind of lucky. But there was no other evidence before this movie. Not much lucky. at least. He held his own against Kylo Ren for like five minutes in The Force Awakens. Yeah, but that's luck. <laughs> that's lucky. That's blindly. In the Star Wars force. universe, luck means force. That's true. Because oh, but as because says, there's no such Rey thing. Was a Palpatine. She got all the glory. You know, she got the training and stuff like that. Finn didn't yeah. even think he was force sensitive. A lot of people think that Han Solo is force sensitive because he's so lucky. Mm, Which I'm not buying. But. I think the force helps Han. I don't think he can use the force. Have you heard what? <laughs> did you hear Harrison Ford's response when someone asked him if he was a force ghost? What did he say? He said. I don't know what a force ghost is, and I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't know if he said, I don't give a shit or I don't care, but essentially he said, I don't care. Oh, my God. That's, Which, awesome. I thought that's, that's Harrison Ford right there. Yep. Um, but Ben comes back. from He crawls out of the, uh, the pit, and he, uh, I guess using the knowledge that he saw when Ray healed him, he gives all of his life force to heal Ray. She wakes up and they kiss. Yep, there's Raylo. Yep. It happened for everybody. Although in the novel, yeah. uh, the way it describes it is like not a kiss, a romantic kiss, but a kiss of admiration. <laughs> what? So I don't know. I, like I get it. But uh I guess I get that. But what the fuck? Yeah. We see Ben smile for the first time, and then uh, because he gave all of his life force, he dies. But uh, as he dies, both him and Leia both become one with the force at the same time. That, and I thought that was beautiful. That was very beautiful. That was moment number four or five. I've lost track where I started crying. <laughs> you thought that was a good end, like a good kind of end to, to the Skywalker saga is with Kylo? Oh, yeah. Um, okay. I do kind of wish Kylo would have survived, Me but too. at the same time, I wish. you know, he's committed all these horrible things. I trust. It's kind of like so if, if he survives, it's he can't just show up at the resistance base and be like, "Guys, we won." They'll be like, right. "You're fucking going to jail, you piece of shit! You murdered so many people." Yeah, it's the same argument with Kylo and Vader. They both yeah. turn to the light side in the end, but they can't really just turn into white robes yeah. and pretend it's all okay. They can't just walk, walk in and be like, yo, what's up, guys? Jeez. Because, like, if I went around, let's say I became a serial killer, right? Right, right, right. And I went to right, jail, right. and then I came out of jail. I somehow got out. Like, I got out on parole. Well, and I rolled up, and I was I like, hey, guys, like, how's it been going? You guys would be like, dude, you murdered people. Get the fuck away from me. Let's this. say you're, like, a serial killer, and then you, like you're the leader of a country of serial killers and then you take over half the world of serial with serial killing and then we finally beat you and then you're like hey guys i'm on your side <laughs> hey guys what's up we're friends <laughs> well anyway uh, uh the resistance yeah, okay. i can see why i'd be upset yeah uh the resistance has finally won the war and we get to see some celebrations around the galaxy uh we see cloud city Still doing good as a yeah. uh, Star Destroyer crashes on Bespin. Then we cut to my favorite one, which we cut to the forest moon of Endor. And we see that Wicket is still alive and kicking, and he has his own son. 
Oh. And what's cool about that is that uh, Wicket was played by Warwick Davis in Return of the Jedi. Warwick Davis mm-hmm. played, came back to play Wicket again in this movie, and Wick and Warwick Davis's actual son played Warwick or Wicket's son. Oh, that's cute. So that was cool. And then we see Jakku where another Star Destroyer lands <laughs> next to the other <laughs> I one. I that was funny. It kind of fell More out of place, but it was people. funny enough that I forgave it. Oh, my God. And we go back to the uh, the Resistance base, and they're all celebrating. Yeah. This is uh, moment number six where I cried, and this is the second hardest I cried in the whole movie. Uh, where, uh, you cried whenever the, the two girls quit kissed? Yeah, me too. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, that was beautiful, but that didn't cause me to cry. Um, right, right. Maz calls Chewie over and gives him the medal. Oh, yeah. That I had, yeah, yeah. had me balling, man. Oh, man, that was a lot. Um, Poe sees Zori and he kind of suggests, like, hooking up, and she, like, shakes her head no, and he just, they just walk away. <laughs> Damn it. I know. I was like, that's the love of his life right there. Then uh, Lando and Janna have a little bit of a moment. And uh, when this happened, that kind of worried me. I was like, oh, no, he's not her dad, is he? Because that would be kind of forced and out of nowhere, you know. But it's been been revealed that Lando did have a daughter taken by the First Order, but it's not Janna. Right. He's more just like, you know what? Let's go find out. Yeah, it's just it's him trying to help someone because he's in a similar situation. Yeah. Because thank God, because if (laughs) it was, it's the argument that came out, like when the first trailer for Force Awakens came out, everyone was like, oh my God, Finn is Lando's son. I was like, please, I God, I hope not. Right. Just because someone is the same race does not mean they have to be related. Just because they're both black humans does not mean. I know. It's like for (laughs) every time we got a new uh, white brunette character in Star Wars, people were like, that's Ray's mom. <laughs> like when Rogue One came out, people were like, "Oh my God, is Jin Erso Ray's mom?" It's like, no. Jesus. So I'm happy they're not related. Yeah. Um, but then Poe, Finn, and Ray all find each other and they hug, and it's a it's a very good moment. So sweet. And then we cut to Ray going to the large homestead on Tatooine. She kind of uh, walks around the place and she buries Anakin and Leia's sabers on Tatooine, which I don't think Anakin would like very much. Yeah, he hates <laughs> sand and hates Tatooine, so. But you know, I, I, I give it a pass. We see she has her own lightsaber, which is a yellow saber. It's kind of. Oh dope. my god, dude! I'm I'm so horny for this lightsaber. It's actually kind of similar to my saber in Jedi Fallen Order. I ended up with a, a yellow saber. I oh, I want it so bad. Yeah, it's so cool. The design is fucking badass. It's not as cool as Revan's, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> well, um, uh, some merchant or wandering woman kind of asks Ray, you know, who are you? She says, I'm Ray, and she's like, Ray who? And Ray looks off into the distance and sees uh, Luke and Leia. And one problem I have with this is that they didn't include Ben and Anakin. I feel like if she's about to take the name of the Skywalker, she should see all of the Skywalkers, especially since they're all ghosts now. Yeah, just just see Kylo, Leia, 
Moosh even, and Anakin. Even if, Anakin even if you leave out Anakin because he's not involved in the movie a lot, I can understand that. But Ben definitely should have been there. You can't leave out Anakin. We literally, well, I know, but I'm saying like, you know, yeah, we didn't see I know him involved saying. in the plot of the movie. We literally saw right. Ben become one with the Force. He probably should have been there. Right. But, you know, whatever. But she, she looks back and she says, Ray Skywalker. And we end with her looking at twin sons. With BB-8 for some reason. Yeah, because that's what, she, you know, she the movie ends with her and BB-8. Or the movie starts, the trilogy starts with her meeting BB-8 on a sand planet. So it ends with her and BB-8 on a sand planet. All right, fair enough. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it that. <laughs> but uh, you know, I thought this was a good ending to the saga. How did you feel about this movie overall? I liked it. Not much to complain about. It's the best movie in this saga. Um, or I mean, in this trilogy. It's it's better than. I'd say it's better than Episode One, but past that, you know, it's it's a good movie. It's a good movie. I'd watch it again. I, I enjoy it. I know it is very fan service-y, but I, I like it a lot. Right. It, it, like some of the fan service stuff, you know what? I'm a fan. I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, so like, like They're doing it for me, and I understand that. So I like it. All right. Well, now i got a few questions to field to you. Okay. There's a big argument about what Finn wanted to tell Ray. Just two things. What did you think Finn wanted to tell Ray? I always loved you. Or I'm force sensitive. I think it's that he was force sensitive. I think that's what he wanted to tell him. But why didn't he just say it? That was the confusing thing. Because he was embarrassed. I don't know why. Embarrassed? <laughs> because know, he, he wasn't force right sensitive moment. and she was like, don't be an idiot. <laughs> All right. Next question. Okay. Do you think Ray goes on to start a new Jedi Order? Probably. I say yes, because I'm tired of every trilogy. Oh, man, the Jedi are pretty much gone. Okay, we've done that. Let's get some more Jedi. Do you think a new Sith pops up? I think eventually, maybe not a Sith, but some kind of dark side enemy, you know? Okay. And then the last question, and this is the most important. Uh, will there be oh. another another episodic trilogy? Will we get 10, 11, and 12? Yeah, probably. Uh, I think in about when, 10 or 15 once, years. Uh, once will. Disney's out of money. <laughs> That's going to be a long fucking time. Yeah. No, I think we will. Um, I don't know. Because from what I've heard, uh, Daisy Ridley and John Boyega had some bad experiences with some stuff, so they may not come back. So uh, really, yeah. So if they do, I don't know. Daisy said she kind of um, felt like the fans kind of turned on her, and John's uh, had a lot of stuff like that too. Um, which kind of sucks because yeah. fans can be dicks, especially in Star Wars. There's some bad people in the fandom, but um, I think they'll, yeah. they'll do it. They may send it instead of doing it like they did this trilogy where Daisy's older and she's trained Jedi. Maybe it's set 70 or 80 years in the future. So Ray's character is already dead. You know, I don't know. Or they're not going back. Yeah. 
I don't know, but I do think we'll get a 10, 11, and 12. I mean, we might get a 10, 11, and 12, and it's the fucking Old Republic. I'll take it, babe. Well, Give that it would to be me. 10, 11, and 12, then. That would be spinoffs. No. Because being out... Well, 10, 11, and 12 would have to take place wait, after... Wait. They can no. make a 10, 11, and 12 and make it because of Bane, because without Bane... Palpatine never would have rose to power. There you go. That's a right, prequel, bitch. though. You can't call it 10, 11, and 12. All right, fucking fine. Call it... Uh, I'm call not it asking about three, spin-off negative two, or negative one. I'm talking about a trilogy that takes place after this trilogy. Pro- you know, probably... All right, but I just want to see stuff before I know. the prequels. And we will, I'm sure, but I want... <laughs> Well, we already know we will because of the High Republic stuff that's coming out. But, you know, right? I think we will get a trilogy one day. Eventually. All right, well, that, that's The Rise of Skywalker. Um, overall, yeah. the Skywalker saga, saga is over. And uh, I like it. I like it, too. I like the ending. It's pretty good. So, yeah. Jake, what are we doing next week? I don't know. What are we doing next week? You know what? We'll leave that as a surprise because I haven't decided yet. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. All right. So thank you guys for listening this week, and we will see you on the next episode of Master and Apprentice. Goodbye.